Today's Moment of Digital Workplace Inspiration offers you insight into how your organization can save time, reduce frustration, and improve the employee experience. There are many processes your business relies upon for success, and now they no longer need to be time-consuming to administer or frustrating to complete. WorkGrid's workflow functionality provides a robust and easy-to-use platform for automating task-based processes without the need for your IT department. Workflows are ideal for such things as onboarding, performance reviews, and even daily in-office health verifications. Workflows can also bring collaborators together from various departments, creating a unified flow of work that's easy to administer as well as seamless to complete. For more information, including a great guide, visit workgrid.com workflows or follow the link in the show notes. And now for today's episode. At its heart, it's anyone who's interested in creating and being a part of this new story of work for a living age. Anyone who wants to be inspired by stories about what work as a living system really looks like. Your organisation is alive. It's not a machine. It's a living system. You're not an organisation, you're an organism. Not only the human beings inside your organisation, but you as actually an entity of any size, whether you're a small plumbing firm or whether you're Walmart, you're alive. And that idea then, if you like, ripples through so that the podcast brings hopefully the stories and examples of people treading that path. In this episode of Digital Workplace Impact, I had the pleasure of reconnecting with Digital Workplace Group's own Paul Miller and Shimri Jaynes. Paul is DWG CEO and founder and Shimri, the Director of Knowledge. Together, they are the co-authors of DWG's groundbreaking new book called Nature of Work. This dynamic duo is also about to launch a new podcast, and I see this as another foundational step in sparking a new movement. These monthly episodes are designed to inspire changemakers and make changers to draw upon patterns in nature in order to create more beautiful worlds of work that our hearts and minds know is possible. To hear more about this Nature of Work podcast, join me now for a fascinating conversation with Paul and Shimreet. Happy listening. So, Paul and Shimreet, it's great to have another opportunity to chat with you over the next few minutes about some of the new experimental ground that you're working with. Of course, in our last session together, you talked about the fact that it was your last podcast, Paul, and I'm sure that will come to our listeners as a real surprise. Can you help us get... um, uh, into the same headspace as you and talk a little bit about what brought this change about and what we can look forward to seeing from you next. Yeah, and um, thanks for, for asking, Nancy. Yeah, I, I, I suppose just kind of going back, um, the Digital in- Workplace Impact podcast, which I launched as host back in 2016, tried to bring out the people, places, stories around the digital world of work. And hopefully um, it's managed to achieve achieve that. I think it's, it's, it's really interesting looking at the range and diversity of the content and the way that that industry um, has evolved. And, and the reason for the new podcast, the Nature of Work podcast, I suppose 
comes out of the same spirit that that was behind the launch in 2016 of Digital Workplace Impact, which is, I guess, kind of innovation, enthusiasm, life cycle transition. And having written, along with Shimrit Jane's, the book Nature Work, it was pretty obvious to Shimrit and I that that we wanted to have a podcast to bring out some of the stories featured in the book, but also stories that we've been coming across that, if you like, bring the book to life. Um, and I also felt that, you know, it's easy to kind of stay hosting something and sometimes it's time for fresh impetus, fresh insight and so on. So I was really delighted, Nancy, when you uh, agreed to to take over hosting the Digital Workplace Impact and take that on its on its next journey too. So in many ways we can think about the fact that we have a nature of work podcast and a digital workplace impact podcast at a as a set of um, channels that can work hand in glove. And to help put that in context for people, Shamrit, maybe you can tell us a little bit about who the audience is for this spin-off podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh at its heart, it's anyone who's interested in creating and being a part of this new story of work for a living age. Anyone who wants to be inspired by stories about what work as a living system really looks like. That's at a very high level. Um, what that means in practice is we have a, a couple of different types of people in mind, I think, but also for the book. Um, the first is change makers. So people who just feel really deeply that they want to see and participate in creating that better world of work for everyone um, and that they fundamentally feel like things need to change. Uh, and on the other hand, we have people that we refer to as make changes. So it may be part of their formal role to actually be involved in change management and business transformation for their organization. And they're looking for frameworks and stories and guidance to help them with that because it's such a, a huge task and, and challenging as well. Um, so they're the kind of two broad uh, groups of people. Um, and I think just regardless of where you are in your career life cycle, if you're just out of the educational system and looking to join the world of work, if you're in the middle, if you're in the end and starting to wind down into the next phase of your life, I think you'll find inspiration and stories and things that you can take away with you within the conversations that we're going to have on the podcast. What an interesting way to frame the audience, change makers, makers of change at any stage in their career. Um, I really like the way you framed that, Shimrit. So, of course, now uh, I'm sure our listeners are, are dying to hear about some of the early studio guests that you'll be chatting with or have already spoken with. Hmm. Yeah, so the first episode is an interview with Rosie Brown, who is the co-CEO of Frozen Ready Meals Company Cook, which is a name that's really well known in the UK. And her colleague, James, who is the chief creative officer for Cook. Um, they're a, a, a really fascinating uh, company. There's 1,200 people. They've got about uh, several hundred uh, locations 
obviously their business was uh, surging during the uh, early days of the pandemic. They're a, I guess, an example of the of an organisation who's already on a nature of work, new story of work for living age company. They were one of the earliest B corporations, better corporations. They have a great sense of purpose. They're also successful commercially. And I mean, in the in the first episode with, with Rosie and James, um, not because we prompted them, but they were kind of flipping through the book and saying that the book almost kind of gave them faith as a company that they were on the right journey. And we were saying, what you guys are doing is giving us faith. The book is is timely. I, I'd say that the other group of organisations or guests that we want to have will be significantly larger organisations who want to become more reflexive of themselves as living systems from organisation to organism, from factory to forest. So it it could be uh, a range of people, possibly Unilever, uh, Herman Miller, Procter & Gamble, the IMF. Uh, these are some of the organisations that we're thinking about. And it's so that those people in those organisations see what is happening and what you can do to really bring this idea of yourself as being alive as an organisation. And in in the spirit of digital workplace impact, we're going to throw in kind of left field voices, alternative voices from the world of ecology. I mean, I was thinking today there's a whole bunch of people involved in getting new legislation in the EU around what's called ecocide. And ecocide means uh, criminal liability for any organisation that damages parts of the ecology. So this is something that was uh, is now actually getting into legislative mode, particularly in France. So um, who else comes to mind or what other groups come to mind for you, Shim? They're the big ones for me. I think it's that mixture of who's already on this path, who wants to be on this path and uh, who can we speak to and get into conversation with who helps inspire and challenge and push our own thinking as well because um, it's that joy of learning through conversation I think um, so I'm looking forward to all three types of conversation mm. it's uh, we really wanted to do the podcast together didn't we Shim at least yes. I wanted to do it with you did you, did you, <laughs> did you want to do it with me no <laughs> Of course, of course I did. Of course. Um, I think it's it's really exciting to have the two of us because I think we bring different energies, different ideas, different perspectives. Um, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. And and also it's it's quite nice when we sort of disagree about things, isn't it? So we never disagree. I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about. No, of course, of course. An, An example of which is is that we have discussions about Amazon who we hope will come on possibly as a as a guest and the reason is um Amazon's a controversial company for sure and there's there's a there's there's a significant amount to criticize in Amazon but then I point out there are 12 elements in the book and in some of those elements I would say Amazon's very strong such as in life cycle 
such as in regeneration um, and structure. There are other elements, perhaps, such as purpose, uh, maybe biodiversity, where where they where they aren't, and that's probably true of any organisation. So we kind of have a little debate, don't we? I try and rub you up by suggesting we get yes. Into Yes, you do. And that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in addition to challenging each other, hopefully you'll be challenging some of your guests to elevate their thinking around the the wider elements that you've described, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. And so it sounds like there'll be a mix of both practitioners as well as industry thought leaders who can really help stretch everyone's thinking collectively, including what is now emerging as a a dynamic duo, expanding first from writing a book to now co-hosting a podcast together. And so do you have any sense as to how often these podcasts will drop, Shimreet? We're aiming for once a month. Uh, so that gives us time to breathe, to have those conversations, to go through the edit. Um, but yeah, we're looking at a cycle of once a month. Yeah, and just Great. on just on that, I, I think there's a, I think probably one of the ideas in Nature of Work is that that we've we've been we're still in a world of quantity rather than quality, and there's always that sense of fear of missing out. And I I, I think we want each episode to be thoughtfully constructed thoughtfully created and you know if that creates more of an ap- an appetite for more um, more episodes then great but i i don't think we're trying to resist the idea that it's all about quantity versus quality because i think that's one of the um uh, the kind of messages in the book and just to say that uh, as well as the practitioners that you mentioned nancy i mean what we're seeing is that uh leaders um i mean it's a ceo who's coming on the first episode of the podcast and and we're we're surprised i think encouraged to see that at the very top of of organizations medium size and larger um there's a real connection with the new story of work for a living age I'd have to say that you know with the the effect of the pandemic i'm certainly seeing at varying levels of um, executive leadership that the notion of holistic thinking is taking on such importance. Um, the, the level of empathy, awareness of the impact that all of these um, changes sparked by COVID have been having on organizations is really giving great fodder for the nature of work conversation now. I know that the book that the two of you teamed up to write predated COVID and then um, some of the the story evolved um, as COVID came to a head. Um, I know you often talk about the idea that nature of work is a movement. And so first there was the book. Now you're introducing the podcast. Paul, you've also talked about a festival. And can you share a little bit about how all of these things tie together? Yes, I, I suppose they all come out of the central idea that your organisation is alive. It's not a machine. It's a living system. You're not an organisation, you're an organism. Not only the human beings inside your organisation, but you as actually an entity of any size, whether you're a small plumbing firm or whether you're Walmart. 
you're alive. And that idea then, if you like, ripples through so that the podcast brings hopefully the stories and examples of people treading that path um, um, and, and the festival that is happening on the 21st, 22nd and 23rd of September in London, the Nature of Work Festival, which is happening both in person in London and through a global studio, is, I feel, about bringing the community around the book together. Um, maybe you could call it the book club. So when people like Cook uh, want to connect to other organisations, they can do that through the festival. And the festival is described by Questex, which is the uh, experience events organisation, large um, organisation based in the States. Uh, they describe it as a movement for change. And this is a movement for change. Uh, and I don't know what you think, Shim, but, well, I do know what you think. That's why I'm teeing you up for the question. You, you, I, we want change, don't we? This is this is a this is a quiet revolution we're on. Yeah, I think the word movement is is so key here because Nancy, one of the things you said to me in one of our conversations while we were writing the book was that the book ideas are birthed on the page, but they don't die on the page. I'm paraphrasing, but um, just because we've captured our thinking at that moment in time, it doesn't mean the thinking itself doesn't evolve. And if we're talking about the importance of stories, we originally told stories through conversation um, and through the kind of oral tradition. So I think the podcast, the festival, the community brings that to life, really. Um, And so it's important to have all three and any other channels for conversation that emerge as well. I think that's a really powerful way to think about it. And no doubt, knowing Digital Workplace Group, um, there will continue to be other launch points for conversation and exploration that will follow beyond the book, the podcast and the festival. Well, there's there's always the musical, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) Which Which we're all very excited about. And, and we're uh, casting for right now. And we are casting so, for. No, we're not. No, yeah, we're not. But, but, <laughs> but, but so, so Nancy, I want to turn the tables on on you, if that's okay, for a moment. Of of course. Yeah. So, you've asked us what uh, nature work impact podcast means for digital workplace impact. What what, what do, how do you see what this means for the digital workplace impact podcast? It's now in its fifth year. Um, it's been rated several years as one of the top one or two digital workplace podcasts in the industry. Um, it's great that you're taking over as host. And um, and what do you what do you want to bring in this next uh, life cycle for digital workplace impact? So the way I think about it is. Much of my career has been built around the notion of connecting people to people and people to the resources and insights they need to be successful. And for years now, um, with the DWG team, um, my focus has been behind closed doors working with our members to do just that. And so stepping into the podcast studio as host is an opportunity 
to lift the veil a little bit on that as an approach and to pick up where you left off, Paul, as host to continue an exploration of the digital workplace stories that often do happen behind closed doors and share with our wider industry circles. It's an opportunity, especially as this space is continuing to evolve very rapidly, to inspire, to challenge, to use the backdrop of conversations with practitioners, industry thought leaders, and executives um, an exploration of the trends, the ideas, the innovative practices that allow us to learn from each other collectively. Mm. And um, what are the um, upcoming episodes? Have you got planned? And Believe it or not, we already have a few ready to go. We've had conversations with culture experts like Gina DeLapa, where we can, you know, think about um, the impact of changing cultures on the digital workplace and how the digital workplace can support and enable cultural change inside of organizations. Um, had a chance to chat with Guylaine Baghdadi, who's an executive at the World Bank, and we had a chance to talk about onboarding and the importance of helping to bring professionals um, into a job-ready state in six months, especially recognizing that um, the world we're in right now, that can be quite challenging, especially when that's being done virtually. And it's not only about connecting people into the culture of the World Bank, but also the strategic imperatives and opening the doors to powerful networking so that people can get things done and create social capital and a sphere of influence very quickly. So those are two examples, and there's much more to come, not only with organizations like Stanley Black & Decker, um, as well as Herman Miller, because they are, certainly are a crossover uh, thought leader, both from a nature of work and a digital workplace impact point of view. But then we'll also have a chance to chat with some of the DWG experts, which I think is equally important given uh, the insights that our collective team has to share to spark good practice and next stage thinking. Yeah, I mean, and it strikes me that in, in Nature of Work um, and Book Podcast Festival, we're, we're, we're if you like, uh, bringing in a, a wider audience, people involved with HR, uh, workplace facilities, culture, anthropology, behaviour, you know, new newer aspects for, for DWG of work. And I, I just wonder how you see the digital workplace impact audience changing coming years. So, my little anecdote is when I was playing tennis earlier today, I was asking the guy I was playing tennis with, who is a sort of uh, senior manager within, I think he's a kind of actuary or some something insurancy. And, and he was saying that the way that his company is going to be working as they kind of emerge out of the pandemic into the endemic is is changing. And all of a sudden, People like him, I'm not saying he's going to be an, part of the audience for the podcast, but there's a lot of people who've had an experience of the digital workplace and they've experienced its impact. So do you, do you see the audience changing and in, in, in what way? Well, I guess I think of the audience along two lines. There are the people who are 
leading the digital workplace inside of their organizations. And then there are people who are leading via the digital workplace. And to my mind, it's important to address both audiences as we go forward with digital workplace impact. Yeah, I think that's really good. And one area where I think there's a bit of an overlap between nature work and digital workplace impact. And and just to say the kind of logic for DWG of this is that as as we see it, just like intranets brought vitality and energy into an organization, given our roots, um, then the digital workplace created collaboration, um, technology, uh, relationships. So the next stage is this deeper sense of an organization as a living system. Uh, but, the, but, but the crossover, we've got an element called intelligence. And I think that gets into this idea of a collective intelligence and the knowledge of the organization. And I'd be really interested to see where that side of the digital workplace, the AI, the more intelligent systems, if you like, the, the, the level that the digital workplace can operate with with human beings. So um, that's just a just a kind of thought there, really. And I think um, certainly, you know, there's been lots of conversation about the importance of putting the right information in front of people so they can make sound decisions as individuals, as part of teams and as citizens, if you will, of their wider organizations. And so as the digital workplace continues to evolve, figuring out the ways to reduce the friction and get the right information in front of them is critically important. And that's where that intelligence equation comes into play. So just bringing it back to you, Paul and Shimrit, I guess one of the things I'd be curious to hear is whether you see digital workplace impact and the now podcast as an either or for listeners. Well, I think for some people it will be an, an either or. Uh, I think for some people who are digital workplace practitioners, it it's it may or may not be interesting to them. I think probably for people who feel that they're more change makers inside the organisation rather than the makers of change, it's hard to tell. I'm I'm struggling to think of anybody I've spoken to in the digital workplace industry who hasn't found the concept at least intriguing or interesting. I think probably there'll be certainly a, a wider nature work audience that will probably not necessarily be interested in the digital workplace impact podcast because they're looking at it maybe from an ecological point of view, uh, leadership, um, people level. But to, to be honest, I, I, I've sort of seen with, with podcasting, you don't know where the audience is going to come from. I'm, I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Shim? Yeah, it's interesting because my immediate thought was it's definitely not either or. And then as you were speaking, I'm like, oh, maybe it is. Um, so you've maybe convinced me to change my mind. But I think, you know, the digital workplace exists within a nature of work framework. One doesn't preclude the other. They're not mutually exclusive and there is a relationship between them. And even though through nature of work, we won't be talking about technology much 
because it's that bigger idea, we will touch upon technology. I think if you want that full view of what an organization is, how relationships unfold and can be supported, what it means to have a habitat, technology is an enabler to a lot of the ideas that we have in nature of work. And so if you want that next level of detail, listening to both will help fill out that picture, I think. But it's, again, it depends on your interests and what your own focus is. And as the two of you are talking, I can see the power of hearing both of your perspectives in conversation. And so, Paul and Shamrit, I'm curious to hear what you're looking forward to most as you move into the startup phase for the Now podcast. Shamrit, maybe we can start with you. <laughs> I think just conversation. I'm really looking forward to the the joy of conversation and learning um, and starting to hear these ideas take a life of their own as more and more people are brought in through the studio guests that we have, through any feedback that we get from listeners. So for me, it's it's that it's a learning opportunity. It's that opportunity to to bring some joy as well into the day through conversations about something that I care deeply about in terms of nature of work. And I know Paul does as well and is something that we feel very passionate about. Um, and I know others are starting to as well, just through the conversations we're having. So I think for me, it's it's that, that I'm really looking forward to. I think bringing the world of nature and the world of work together because they, they, they haven't been and that's not just been uh, a sadness, it's, it's created a great deal of harm and we can do better than that. So I think bringing these things together and I think what we see and what we experience as human beings in nature is, is not a kind of political thing or a, or a kind of up, down, left, right thing. Most, most people's experience of nature is very direct, very visceral. And the more that that can be brought into the world of work, I think is really interesting. Um, and I suppose there's just a joy of, of seeing things that started as, a, as an idea in, in Shim and my heads. And we were only resurrecting an idea or reinvigorating an idea that's been around for the last 30 years. We're not the first people to say, your organisation is alive. We were just putting it into new, hopefully more um, current format. So seeing that idea realised, seeing examples like Cook, but at much, much more significant scale as well, uh, I think is really powerful. And, and the last thing is it's just really nice being able to tease and sort of banter with Shim and sort of slightly wind her up and not give her enough time to prepare and yes. you know, things like that. I'm going to have to learn how to do it the other way. Um, I think also just one more, I, as you were speaking, reminded me, I'm really looking forward to hearing more snippets of birdsong from Paul's garden um, as we start to capture that to infuse the podcast with some sound mm. and some soundscape as well yeah <laughs> i've always enjoyed the bird song in the background as as paul has been chatting so it would be nice to carry that element through uh into the podcasting studio as well and so um 
Paul, do you have a sense as to when the first episode will drop? I'm sure that people are um, growing in excitement just as the two of you are. Yeah, I believe it's it's due to come out um, later this month. I'm not sure the exact date, but it's 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 soon. And there's a trailer about the podcast, which is available and um, people can subscribe to the podcast through that. Fantastic. And of course, we'll be sure to capture that in the show notes so people can get to subscribe early on. And we look forward to continuing the conversation within Digital Workplace Impact as the NOW podcast gets ready to launch as well. Paul and Shimreed, thank you so much for coming into the studio today to have a chat. It's been uh, great catching up with you both, and uh, no doubt the NOW podcast will be a shining success in the weeks and months to come. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by the Digital Workplace Group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry, not only through membership, but also benchmarking and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.